Let's get it. Let's get it poppin'. Microphone check. Microphone check. Idiots on the mic. Idiots on the mic. Frankie, can you hear me? I can hear you. All right. Loud and clear? Loud and clear. Glorious, glorious. Is the chat up? Do we got the screen up? Let me see. What's going All right. You're not supposed to put the visuals up. We're not ready for that yet. We're not ready for this? No, I'm not what's ready for visuals. On? Why are you putting the visuals? Oh, okay. No, uh, Frankie's no a little rusty. Sorry, guys. We missed another week. <laughs> what's going on? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll fill you in on no. some minor details. We can't tell you everything. I mean... Obviously, whenever we can't record, it's always some unforeseen circumstances that's usually out of our control. But we always appreciate everyone's patience and uh, looking forward to listening to us and staying true to the show and and uh, and coming in here, man. So we appreciate everybody. So thank you for your patience. Um, we, you know, again, this is a two man uh, show where it's mainly I would say seventy percent Frankie, thirty percent me because Frankie. <laughs> He has to carry a lot of the load for us. Uh, but, you know, we try to make it happen. So for everybody that's uh, coming on or if you got the notification, uh, thank you for jumping in. Um, so one thing I want to get off my chest real quick, Frankie, before we even get started with the show. I got a bone pick with you, man. What? There's something that me and you got to work on. <laughs> we oh, have got... Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 listen, no, 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 you turned around and you said, listen, first thing I'm going to do is pick on you. I didn't think you were really going to pick on me. <laughs> listen, we're going to get this out of the way and then we're going to have a great show. You ready? Listen, we have got to work on your inspirational text messages to me. <laughs> and what I mean by that is, ladies and gentlemen, if you are a, Frank, a friend of Frankie and you come to him in your lowest moments and you're looking for inspiration... Think twice, because Frankie has a way of being so intelligent that what he says is fact, but what he says is usually off the chain. So let me give you guys an example. Why are you throwing me under the bus and I don't even know why? (laughs) Frankie sent me a text. I was feeling pretty down. I I needed a pickup. You know, I was going through it at work. It was a long week, a lot of things happening. Frankie sends me a text. He says, bro. Did you know your butt hairs face crap every single day, yet they continue to grow? <laughs> Dude, they, oh, are you Wait. serious? <laughs> this is, bro, the last thing I want to think about is the adversity in trials and tribulations of butt hairs. I, where, <laughs> like, Dude, it's, where does your mind take you? <laughs> As far as possible as I can from the real world. I'm not looking for inspiration from my derriere. Dude, that was funny. I can't believe you did take that out. Wow. Oh, Frankie. You know what? I'm already immediately regretting bringing us into the zone. But wow. It was on me. And I'm like, you know. And I tell everybody we don't edit. You know, friends in high places, but Frankie thinks in low places. Wow. Here I am going, oh, maybe He's something like, positive I said. Like, no, no, I'm talking about. Wait, the- and then Frankie ended it with facts. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Dude, I even forgot I even put that afterwards. Put, yo, facts. Yo. yo, what is wrong with you? You crazy, bro. <laughs> yo, you're crazy. 
Yeah, but I'm trying to cheer you up. And oh it's like, I'm, 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 I'm like, I find stuff. I think, How am what, I what? crying at the start of the show? I can't. So that was one of those TikTok things, right? Yes, yes. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my God, Frankie. <laughs> Dude, I can't believe it. I don't know what goes on in his mind. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be, I'm, I'm, I'm starting off with laughter. Because like uh, you guys know, every topic, every time I start, I always start with love. Because you always want to start with good energy. And I'm starting with good energy because this is probably going to be a much more uh, serious podcast than we're usually used to. Um, you know, we we love the joke and we love the banter, but it's been a crazy two weeks, not just for me and Frankie personally, but a crazy two weeks in the world. Like, it's just been, it's been crazy out there. So um, we're going to try to get through this show. We're going <laughs> to drop out some lessons and uh, we'll do our best to make this entertaining. But if you are a new listener, this will be a little bit of a different show than uh, the previous episodes, I believe. So I just want to, you know, kind of level set that expectation with everybody who's a first time listener coming into our show um, because uh, they might get a different tone from us today, Frankie. Yeah. If you know what it is, is that we we're always trying to um, not be like everybody else. Exactly. You know, we always want to be able to take somewhere, take somebody somewhere that does not have to relate to what's, the, the evil in this world exactly so yeah and it's, this, it's it's one of those things that right now it's hard not to talk about certain yeah things because the reality is majority of, of our listeners mm -hmm. have kids absolutely there's, there's going to be a lot of different things we're going to touch on today just because again the show is life lessons with idiots so we're going to talk about the things that are happening in our lives and the things that happen in life in general and how everybody's going to probably be impacted by it but we're hoping through this conversation, <clears throat> many of you will feel inspired better than Frankie's butt hairs. Uh, um, can you just but... change? Oh, my God. <laughs> so listen. But we're going we're gonna to get through this, guys, and we're going to um, have a good time. But, uh, Frankie, before we start the show, I'm going to probably – I got to ask you something pretty serious right out the no, gate. No, 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 no. No, 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 Frankie, you're, you, no you had your comment. No, <laughs> Frankie, I have something I have to ask you because uh, I want to get this out of the way before we go into our topics and stuff because we got a lot of stuff to cover. How do you deal with disappointment? disappointment fine for example imagine you wanted you wanted something and i'm going to give you more context after i i hear your thoughts on the matter imagine you want something imagine you 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 wanted to get something or whatever it is that you wanted whether it's a relationship whether it's something materialistic you wanted to buy but for whatever reason it didn't work out and now you're you're dealing with the the feeling of disappointment how do you get past that feeling of disappointment? I take a step back. Okay. So <clears throat> when you're constantly always like trying to move forward and something sets you back and all that, yeah. you learn that it's not every step forward that matters. It's the one that back that helps you move forward. That's the one that mm. actually mm -hmm. uh, matters the most. So when something like that happens to me, I'll take a step back. Yeah. And and I'm like do I'll, some reflecting and reflecting. Um I, I'll try to um sort of like reason with it or sometimes no. Sometimes I no, not the reasoning. I, okay. I sometimes you can't reason. Sometimes you just have to mm -hmm. accept or don't accept it. Got it. But it's it's just that it depends on the circumstance. Got it. But um <clears throat> I take it as a challenge. I really do. Mm -hmm. If any step if anything goes anything goes against me. I take it as I have to step up even harder. I like that. 
I like that. I've, I and I've always been that way. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. <clears throat> I don't play the, oh, why me? Oh, I can't believe this happened ah, to me. Yes. Can't do it. I'm, can't do I'm it. so glad you hit on that point. Because, okay, so this is, oh, man, you just touched the topic. Come on. Jesus. I did. All right. So, no. So, here's, here's what it is. I do not let disappointments, people, I do not let situations ruin my journey. Got it. My journey in life means I have to continue to do for me to get me to mm-hmm. my my promised land. Got you. Okay. Uh-huh. So things like that are, and people that are negative and 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 situations that that move you back. Mm-hmm. I take them out of my life. Yeah. They're not part of my journey. In fact, what they are is um, they're like a courtroom. <clears throat> okay. Walk me through that. Okay. So like it's like you're always on the stand. Okay, like Johnny Depp. Okay, yeah. So yeah, but like Johnny Depp, where you know you have the prosecutor, and then, yeah, then yeah. you have the you defend. So you're always being challenged, and you're mm. being questioned, and and everything's always a twist. Got it. Every question has, whatever answer you give, it can be flipped. So you always have to remember that, if you're on the stand, you have to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. That's part of the journey. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I always feel like I have to do. Always remember that not everybody's gonna like me. Yep, not not every not not everybody's gonna agree with me. Somebody disagreed with me not liking Beyonce. Guess what? <laughs> we'll get to that later. <laughs> Maybe not this show, but yeah. But but guess what? That's my opinion. Got you. Okay, I'm okay with it. Yeah, you know they're not part of my journey of my life. My 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 journey right now is to do what we're doing and to continue being the parent that I am and the husband that I am. Got you. All right, that was a great answer. Obviously. Um, and I think you kind of touched on a few of the points that I want to get to later when I brought this up. So I'm going to share with you, disappointment very rarely hits me, Frankie. And it's because the reason why disappointment very rarely hits me is because I rarely want of anything. So when you, when I've you know shared on this show my past, my, my humble beginnings, when you grow up and you're used to not getting what you want a lot of times... You learn to just go without. You know what I'm saying? So you kind of like when you used to like ask your parents, hey, can I have this? And the thing is, my parents didn't have the means. They didn't have the income to get me all the things that I want. So I and I knew that. So when you kind of grow up with this mindset of you can't always get what you want. So you got to learn to live without. So that kept me in a way of protecting myself. Of trying to want less. Like if it's not a need, then I want less. You no, know what right. I'm saying? No, I totally get it. So. I I carried that with me because that carried with me from childhood all the way into adulthood where I want less, which is why every year when it's time to shop for me, whether it's my birthday, Father's Day, I'm the worst person to ever shop for because I'm always of the mindset, if I can't buy for myself right then and now, then I have to wait until I'm able to get it. And I don't rely on someone else to get it for me because I'm so used to just doing it for myself. So I'm, I'm a person, if you have to shop for me, I'm a nightmare to shop for because... I'm not, I'm not shopping for you. Yeah. <laughs> In case you were thinking of getting me a gift or something. No, no. So I'm getting to that to this point of remember early in the show, me and you talked about there are a few things that I would pay money to go out to go see, to go okay. see somebody, right? Do you remember who those people were just off the top of your head? Like people I would pay money to go out and go see. One of them was Michael Jackson. Obviously Michael Jackson, but alive. Let's say alive. Alive? Yeah. Dang, you're really putting me on the spot here. Well, just think, like I said, Sade, obviously. Oh, yeah. I mentioned her a hundred times. Think comedy. 
We were just uh, talking. Dave Chappelle. Oh, Dave Chappelle. So funny you say that. Because Dave Chappelle, uh, a few weeks ago, friend hit me up. My boys, Adam and Chris. What up? The homies. They secured tickets to see Dave Chappelle in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Got tickets. The show was yesterday, Frankie. You didn't go. I didn't go. I had tickets. Why? The why is not really the important of this, this topic right now. I couldn't go because of unforeseen circumstances okay. that have plagued us, which is why we couldn't, uh, you know, record last week. Gotcha. You know, so um, fortunately I couldn't go. And I was looking forward to going. And again, that I very rarely get my hopes up. And it's because I'm used to just going without. But here's what's something that I really wanted. I really wanted to be there. And you couldn't get it and you couldn't go. And it was it was literally in my hand. Oh. And it was taken away. And then now you hit with disappointment. So I missed the chance to see Dave Chappelle. And you, you when when it's hit, when it hits you, you go through a flow of different emotions. You go through the anger first, of course. Start looking at people like you don't like them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got <laughs> anger sets in first. The anger it, it festers in you. And this is what I want to say the first part of dealing with disappointment. When you get that anger, do not take it out on those around you. Channel that anger into something that you enjoy doing. So take this as a lesson right out the gate. Find something you enjoy doing. I don't care if it's playing solitaire by yourself. I don't care if it's playing video games. I don't care if it's going to the gym. Whatever it is, find a way to channel the in energy because it's an emotional thing. Disappointment is a real thing. Whether you're going through a breakup, whatever you're going through, <clears throat> channel that energy. And you're 100% right. And I feel for you. Mm -hmm. I really do because I, I understand that. Uh, we both have had similar circumstances of life where yeah. we struggled and all that. We don't have to go into that all the time. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, I, yeah, we, I don't, know, we know our struggles. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just the, trying the to get why the, we're, the, the mentality. reason why we're here mm -hmm. is because we went through those struggles. Absolutely. And, and I totally respect it. And I'm thankful for those struggles. Yeah. They got us to this point. And I understand that you're struggling with that. But you have the right state of mind to know that you're not going to go and do something malicious. Exactly. You're Absolutely. not going to go and hurt someone. Exactly. Because you know the difference of what's right and what's wrong. Absolutely. And that's why this show today is going to be very tough. Yeah. Because we're, we're going to be discussing some topics yeah. based off of this stuff because people really need to own up. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm going to get to that. You, you, you're going right into the, to the show, but I just want to end it on this. So with, with the anger after channeling that, now you have to rationalize it, which Frankie was talking about before. Looking at your path and your journey to your promised land. I knew the reasons why I couldn't go. Um, you know, I had to do what I felt was morally right. And sometimes whatever you do in life, Doing the morally right thing might be the hardest pill to swallow, but it will help you sleep better. Yeah. And it's better in the long run. And so all I'm saying is <clears throat> when disappointment comes, because it will come, try to find ways to first channel, your, channel that energy and get rid of that negativity, that, that negative anger energy. And then take a moment to reflect 
on what it is that you want out of life altogether. And then if the grand scheme of things, like Frankie mentioned before, about the journey of your life and what matters and what doesn't matter, are you a good parent? Are you a good person? Are you good to people? Then those minor setbacks are just that, just minor setbacks. So with that being said, Frankie, we got a lot to cover, but I, I, I before we start the show... I, I, think, I think we're in a good spot now. I think we're in a very good spot. So, guys, we're going to start the show off a little differently today. Yeah. Uh, there will not be intro music. As everybody knows, around the world, there's some tragedies that have happened over the past two weeks between the mass shooting in Buffalo and the mass shooting in Texas. Um, I like to take this time before we start the show to just have a moment of silence and thoughts and prayers to those families and all those victims and so we're going to start it off a little differently today just uh taking a few seconds to just reflect on their lives thinking of those families thinking of those victims and then we'll get started with the show frankie go ahead man moment of silence please Rocking with the best. Get ready. Oh, oh. These boys are back, back again. again. Back again. Season two. In the Cloud Radio proudly presents. Presents. Life lessons with idiots. And the part goes on. Life lessons. Life lessons. It's just your boys, Frankie and Rashawn. Come for the music and comedy, but stay for the lessons. Yeah, come on. They're not the smartest in the room. Don't tell me you. Do not tell me you don't eat meat somehow. This is all veggies, Frankie. There's not a veggie that can make you that heavy. There's no way a veggie can make you that heavy. But they're definitely not the dumbest. Now let's get into it. Life lessons with this. Idiots. Hey, er, welcome to Life Lessons with Idiots. We're your hosts, Frankie and Rashawn. Today is May 29th, and it is Memorial Day weekend. Uh, May 29th, 2022. Your boys are back in the building. Uh, it's good to be back. It's good to talk to you guys. Once again, it's good to have our community. The chat is starting to fill up. What's going on, Mimi? What's going on, Roro? I missed you, girl. Um, what's up, Maria? I see you in there. Um, just want to say... Hey to everybody, if you guys don't know how to listen to us, please follow us on Spotify as well as on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Casts, Stitcher, TuneIn. We are a little bit everywhere. So please, by all means, uh, follow us on those different um, whatever streaming device that you use. Also, if you would like to participate in our live chat as the show is happening, please check out Mixcloud.com and look up In The Cloud Radio. Uh, you'll be able to find us and you'll be notified whenever we go live, whenever the show is hit, you'll get notified on your phone and you can come and participate in the conversation like most of the people in our community do. They usually come in, they give us, uh, they tell us whether or not the mic is working, whether they can hear us or whether they yeah, can. Can we get a sound check from anybody? <laughs> um, but uh, we appreciate you guys uh, always rocking with us and always giving your suggestions and uh, input. So pretty much as we started the show already, uh, we kind of touched on the, the, the Texas shooting. Um, I, this, I'm still kind of like compartmentalizing this right now and still digesting what just happened. I know some people say, oh, it's just another shooting. And, you know, it's not like we didn't experience this before in Connecticut and Sandy Hook, um, because that's what immediately brings me back to. Um, so for those that don't know, a shooting had taken place on May 24th. If, if, if they don't know, they're yeah. not, they don't, they're, they don't exist. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you don't know. This was actually echoed around the world. It was on May 24th, I believe, 2022. Um, 21 victims, 18 of them were children. 
a person who was 18 years old went in and uh, had a mass shooting. Um, it's hard for me to really talk about because a lot of these children are my son's age. So this was, um, whew, uh, th this was tough. This was tough to digest. I'm, I, I, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um, some great speeches came out of it though. Steve Kerr, um, right. They had to play the Dallas Mavericks, which is right there in Texas. Um, literally the day after the shooting, um, he gave a very moving speech. If you haven't seen it, please go on YouTube and look up Steve Kerr's speech, where basically he's pleading with all the senators of our country to make a change, that something has got to give. So, um, <laughs> I know you got a lot to unpack no, with this. Because, no, because uh, I, it's been a tough week. Yeah. Watching everything that's going on, and I found an article from on the Washington Post that dr uh -huh. drove me insane. Okay. So, our federal government does not track school shootings they don't so the post pieced together its numbers from the, from from news articles okay so since 1999 the count stands at 311 children at 300 uh 331 schools were part of active shootings wow this you know guys this not, not to cut you off no, go ahead go ahead this is the the problem with this with this world today. Mm -hmm. Instead of trying to solve the problem, what they're doing is teaching kids how to deal with the problem. So now you have people that are out there that are, that are going crazy, basically going crazy, and instead of stopping them from doing what they're doing, they're telling the kids, okay, you know something? Active shooter, shooting drill. Now you gotta go hide. So we're making it so that our kids can accept the fact that somebody can go into their school mm -hmm. And shoot, shoot it up because we're telling them you, all you got to do is hide. So the adults are not doing a thing about it. But yeah. that little piece. 18-year-old, 18, yeah. 18 is the age to be able to buy an assault rifle. Yeah, and some parts of the country. Some yeah. parts of the country. Yeah. All right. So 21 for cigarettes. Mm-hmm. 21 for alcohol. Yeah. You have to be 25 to rent the car. Yeah. <laughs> 25 to rent the car. Yeah. But you could be 18. You could be 18. To pick up a gun at Walmart. And, and walk into a school. Now, I'm going to tell you, people laughed at Joe Clark when he put chains on the mm -hmm. school building mm -hmm. to keep everybody out. Yeah. This kid walked into the building. Yeah. Right through. Don't even, I don't even get into how the police were notified an hour before he even did it. Okay. I won't even get into that. They, win, they told him everything. Yeah. And all this because of the Second Amendment, because, you know, they're saying, oh, he has the right to bear arms. And I get that. Yep. I'm for I'm for the, the right to bear arms. I, I don't have a problem with that. But I have a problem with an 18-year-old that, that's not stable, yeah. no proper background checks are being done, that are, you know, they turn 18 and they can just go yeah. buy a gun. I don't only blame the government. I blame parenting as well. Absolutely. Parent, parents need to understand that. Yeah. We're we're raising kids today. Well, it's been going on for a while. That everybody wins. They can't accept losing. Mm -hmm. That's a problem because they do not understand the difference between right and wrong now. Because if they if they didn't win, they have to win. So second place is still a win. That's not the way the world goes. When the real world hits them, this is exactly what happens. Mm -hmm. And then you have parents that are you know turning around and all they're doing is you know like. Anything to shut them up. Yeah. Anything to shut them up. 
whether Occup- occupy your time with occupy, these tablets. Yeah. The tablets are or give them everything they want. You, you're hitting, there's no struggles. You're hitting on a lot of points. Like you're you're, you're running through the points. Hold on, Frankie. There's a I'm, lot. I'm getting, I know you're fired it, up. Like there's a lot to unpack. Like right. But my problem is ahead. that we we can't just blame the government. I got you. All right. I want as parents, we're the ones that are raising these kids. Yeah. Okay. We're the ones that have to turn around and be like, yo, we need to stop this. So if a kid's gonna have a temper tantrum, you know something, it's time to beat them. Mm. Oh, oh no, you can't do that anymore because now. <laughs> Frankie. The government gets involved. Yeah. It says, no, you mm-hmm. can't hit your kid. Yep. Frankie, you're unpacking. You're stumbling into <laughs> like five different topics that we could basically each spin a show on. Let's start. Let's start from the beginning. Let's start with the government. Because <clears throat> like we're going to get to the government. We're going to get to parents and we're going to get to sort of solutions. How about we do that? You can go ahead now because I'm let me tell you. I, something. I know my, my I, I am so heated because I know I don't like that. I'm a parent. Yeah. That whenever I I take my kids to the bus stop, I don't know what's going to happen in the school when they're supposed to be going there to learn. Yeah. Not, no, to, you're, pr- not to pray that they're going to die. You're, you're 1,000% correct. There, there are more laws in this country to protect children before they're born than after. Yeah. And that's the sad part. You got all these people fighting for pro-life and all, and all this stuff, but they, they turn a blind eye when it comes to gun laws. I, I don't know... Why it's like that? Everybody, since every mass shooting, we go through this. There's outrage, and it's so so eerie that I just started to show it like disappointment, and the 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 emotions that you go through when facing disappointment. But you kind of go through these same emotions when you face any sort of negative setback in life. You go through the anger because you're like, why is this happening? Why is this happening? And you're trying to your brain is trying to rationalize what has taken place. So let's first start with the government because you you touched on that before. Go ahead. Everybody's taking their stance. The Republicans are making a stance that we need to arm our teachers and that uh, there needs to be more policing at school. Hold on, Frankie. I know you want to. Boy, I, he, he, I'm going to. I just want to first give the people what the views are because there are, we have people in Sweden that listen to us. They don't know what, what our politics are here. Which is embarrassing because this is the only country yeah. that, that has to go through this. You're at 1,000% correct. There's but, not another country out there that's going through the exact same problems that we're going through. We have more shootings in our country than any other country. We have more shootings than other countries have crimes. But yeah. I'm going to get to that later. Um, so you have the Republicans. They take their stance. You got the Democrats. They want more stricter gun laws. And um, and I'm not trying to paint it like the Democrats are the right. I think there's a way we can kind to combine both uh, ideologies to create change and create solutions. I do think that... One, the stances of arming our teachers is a no-no. And then my wife's a school teacher. If you ever seen her hold a gun, you would say no. <laughs> and no offense, but... No, but the, you you went to school yeah, you, to become a teacher. An educator. Not to be an educator. Yeah. Not to be walking around with a gun. Exactly. You were not... And no offense, there's no amount of training in the world that could prepare a teacher for this kind of situation. Mainly because, uh, look at our police. We train them all the time, and you mean to tell me we don't have people who you know, get a little power trip with it when they get a gun in their hand? You got to understand, not, just because you know how to point and shoot a gun doesn't mean you are mentally equipped to possess one. And this is where the big issue people need to address in our country. Everybody is not equipped to own and have a gun. Yes, you could fill out. You could have a, this person who was 18 that did this shooting. You could have did a background check on him. It would have came out spotless. So background checks aren't going to be 100% guaranteed. Yes, it will weed out some of them. But when you're 18 and you have no priors, they're not going to deny you. 
there needs to be a full mental evaluation done on people. There needs to be an interview process done on who can have a gun. And you need to raise, I do agree with you, we need to raise the age requirement to be able to purchase one. I don't think someone at 18 should be able to purchase a handgun or a rifle. I just don't think it's, and if you, I I just don't think they should be in possession. So do you think it's about money? It's 1000% about money. Okay. So the government has decided that they, you know, they don't want to do this because they're going to lose money from people that that turn from 18 to 21. But then yet they changed the age limit to smoking, to buying cigarettes and alcohol to 21 because they found ways to tax it because both, you know, alcohol was, uh, was illegal. It was, you know, prohibition and all that. So, so they found a way to tax it, right? They, now they taxed mm-hmm. weed yeah. on the way so they can make money. So you're telling me you're not making enough money right now yeah. that you can't change that limit from 18 to 21. Well, understand this. The government's never making enough money because they spend it faster than they can make it. <laughs> we, we lowered the deficit by a trillion dollars over year over year. Since, no, since 2020 to now, we lowered the deficit that America owes by a trillion dollars because of all the money we're going in. Now... And because they reduced spending because of the inflation and everything else. But now um, we're in trouble. Like, this is a serious thing. I don't, I don't want to go off the rails. So let me go back to the, the different stances of arming teachers. I don't think that's the answer. I don't think you fight fire with more fire. I don't think you add more weapons to a place where uh, you're supposed to learn. There's a, a billion different variables that can happen. What happens when the child gets possession of the teacher's handgun? Or what happens when... Um, the teacher has a breakdown and is upset and pulls the gun in a threatening manner. You have no, there's a billion different variables that can go wrong with bringing another weapon into a school place. So I, I am opposed to bringing more weapons into the school. I do like the idea of adding metal detectors. We had it in Jersey City. I don't see why that can't be implemented in other places. Um, it will make schools into the TSA, but I, I don't think we're attacking the problem at hand. I think the solutions are, um, we need to increase the age requirement to purchase. That's number one. That should be simple. Every We need to have universal gun laws. So let's start with there where every country is doing the same. It can't be one state here in New Jersey because New Jersey has the strictest gun laws in New York than any place in the country. Like, we're overregulated in, in the tri-state area. Well, not Pennsylvania. I won't say Pennsylvania. <laughs> I think yeah. they're a little bit more lax. But long story short, make it universal across the country. Raise the age requirement to be able to purchase Every state mandates background checks. I am in agreement with that. I think an interview, I think we, we need to create staff where people do an interview of the references that are put there for them to be able to purchase or have a permit to purchase because we already have a permit to purchase a handgun. You should have a permit to purchase a rifle. I think you should have two, two permits. I also think that there should be a slight waiting period. I think you should have like a three-month waiting period before they can even obtain it. And let me tell you something, even with these stricter gun laws, I do not think that this will be the the solve to prevent this from ever happening again. Because let me tell you something, and this is the harsh reality we all have to face in this world. There is no protection for someone with ill intent in their heart. No, there isn't. There is no guaranteed protection. Because God, honestly, when somebody has made up their mind to do ill or do foul or do evil against someone else, you... It's like a, a, a sleeping bomb that you do not know where it's at. Like, you do not know where that person's going to attack. You don't know who they're going to lash out on. Dude. And this basically ties back to the biggest issue, the biggest elephant in this room, is the mental health in our country. Dude, nobody is born a racist. Nobody is born with hate. Yeah. It's taught to them. Absolutely. We've had this discussion several, several times. Several times, so, yeah. 
I'm, and I'm telling you, these are things that were actually taught to these people, and they think it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, they no. don't have no compassion towards anybody. Yeah, they, you know, they, they they set a goal, and that's the goal. They're going to do what they want to do. Yep. And and I get the whole mental health thing, and I really do understand that. Mm-hmm. But you know something? That's all. And I'm not saying everybody. I'm gonna be clear. I'm not saying everybody. Yeah. But that's also an scape goat for certain people to turn Absolutely. around and say, "Oh, guess what? I plead insanity, I, or I, I do." I, yeah. I, I did it because I was a little nutso that day. Are yeah, you no, kidding? No, me? no, no. There's definitely should be responsible. No, I don't think mental mental health should be the cop out to avoid punishment or persecution, because they I, I have no sympathy for somebody who's a pedophile. Mm. Like I don't care that you. I, well, I won't say I won't care, but yeah, you may have been abused in the past. But that doesn't give you the right to abuse people in the future. You know, they say hurt people hurt people. And that is true. And and that's true. But you are still, as a person, responsible for your actions. So if you perform a certain action, if you're targeting children, if you're targeting people, you have to pay the repercussions regardless of whatever your mental health is. Like, you should have sought therapy or you should have sought help prior to getting to this point. And that's my stance on it. Like, because there's opportunities. Like, people don't just wake up one day and be like, that's it. I'm doing this. There's a buildup to that. And I'm and I'm certain there are multiple opportunities where people have reached out to that person or people have sympathized with that person or there there were people in their lives. This guy who did this mass shooting for these these children, he killed his grandmother. Yeah. His grandmother who I'm sure was nurturing him and trying to raise him to the best of her ability as a senior citizen probably. Uh did what she could and he took her out. So all bets is off at that point. So it's so yeah. it's 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 just sad because you know it's gonna happen again. Yeah, you know. So they're, they're not worried. They're not worried about us as people. Yeah, they're worried about the number. Yeah, it's a figure. It's a dollar, and and what they don't what they're doing is actually destroying the country. So let's let's break down the country a little bit. Homeless rate through the roof mm-hmm. okay they said that um the percentage of the population that's homeless is you know on a single night half a million people go yeah. homeless i told you i was in san diego it was okay. all over the place yeah 65 percent of them are in shelters and 35 yeah. are living out in the streets okay poverty in this country is at an all-time high 37.2 million people mm-hmm. in this country today don't meet the threshold yeah they're considered, you know, poor, extremely poor. Mm-hmm. Gas prices are through the roof. People are losing their jobs because they can't afford to go to work. Yeah. New Jersey, you can't get on a road without a toll. Yeah. Okay. So these are these are very these are very precarious and these are stringent times. And this is definitely a lot of pressure on the everyday citizen. So I'm gonna tell you. Go ahead. If somebody would have read this to me, and, I didn't, and if we weren't going through this now, you know what I would think? What? They were talking about a third world country. <laughs> no, it makes sense. Okay. Because that's what this, this that's what it that's sounds like. That's what it like. looks like. It, no, it does look so, like. So has the United States become the world's largest third world country? We, we are we're a broke person with a Gucci belt. That's America in a nutshell. <laughs> it's, it's, it's sad. It's sad because that's where we are. I'm it's, trying to make light of it, but yeah, like we're literally the avatar of a person who wears they brand material with a Gucci belt and then massive credit card debt and yeah. back on all their loans and is homeless. That's America. <laughs> yeah, it is because what's going to happen now? So the media is all over everything for the next week or maybe another week or so. And then uh-huh. they're going to find that, you know, like uh, 
they're slowly going to get rid of it. They're going to start talking about the better weather, the beach, and they're going to start talking about great places to go to on vacation. Yeah. And then but it's going it's, to, it's, but it's the pattern. It's what they do. But you know what, Frankie? All the things that you've highlighted, the poverty, the inflation, the strain, all of these things are leading to the epidemic we have, like I said, with the mental health of people. People are snapping. P- everyday people. There are people doing more desperate things now than they probably would have never have done in their entire life, mainly because their back is against the wall. No, I and again, it. I am not justifying the actions of any person who's going out doing a mass shooting. I'm just saying that there is something going, there's something festering in this country, like a cancer. And it's really the mental health of people in this country. Do you know in other countries, I think they said Norway or France, they get a month vacation. A month. Mm-hmm. Vacation. Like a whole month, Frankie. Think about that. They don't work 12 months a year. They work 11. And that's not including like sick days here and there. Here in our country, it's almost if we, we take pride in working more than 40 hours a week. There's like a weird thing in this country where if you work on weekends, you're supposed to. You get two weeks no. of vacation a year and then you expect not to mentally burn out. And then they got the nerve to try to say, hey, come back to the office and suffer through your commute. Come And I think the only reason why we had that little reprieve during the pandemic is because people started getting their life back like, Holy cow, I just got two more hours or three hours of my day back from not going into the office or from not commuting to my job. I'm doing this now. Like, or I'm taking up a new hobby. I just think that if we do not address this sort of like symptom of this mental health, it will lead to more of these other symptoms of other irrational behavior and other, unfortunately, mass murders and all but, these things but, that but are happening. But don't you know that and all those things create government jobs? Yeah, but this, you, this but government. That's no, but is. think about it. No, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm not. You know, like I'm yeah, not yeah, arguing yeah. anything you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, But there's money to be made. Yeah. Okay, so they're gonna turn around. They, they, they're looking at this and going, "Oh yeah, mental. Oh, pharmaceutical. Well, we're gonna give the medicine. Yeah, we're gonna medicate them. To death. Okay. So yeah. now when they can't afford the medicine, now they're going bonkers. Guess what they're doing? They're shooting yeah. somebody up. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly what's gonna happen again. So they're making money off of that. Okay. So now everybody's stealing, breaking. You know, and, and again, I, I. I'm not for it, but you know, yeah. there's people that are that are fighting for their lives. They're trying to feed kids. Yeah, I think they're um, doing what they have to do to try to survive. Not everybody makes, and I'm gonna be generous. Nobody, nobody makes fifty thousand dollars a year to survive. No. Honestly, I think most starting teachers make less than that. So that's why it bugs my mind out that you want teachers to now take up military training. To try to defend the classroom. No, how about the government start doing the proper training and taking care of the teachers and the students so that, you know, something that we can have a country that's going to respect themselves? Yeah. Honestly, and then this this is probably going to give me a lot of heat. Um, I don't think there's a need for any everyday civilian to have an assault rifle. Why? You're not hunting elephants. Even if you were hunting an elephant, you wouldn't use an AR-15. You wouldn't use an AK-47. Why do you need that? What is the purpose of that? I can understand wanting to defend your home, but who's coming to your home? <laughs> you do not need like, four assault rifles. You do not to need your home. four assault rifles. Like you do not need that many guns. And I get it. I, and let me let me be very clear. I'm an avid gun user. Right. I go to the range. I've used guns. I enjoy using them. I understand the mechanics of the gun. I've cleaned guns. That's I. That's one of the hobbies that I like. But I have to. But I'm not purchasing born Jason Bourne 
level number of guns into my home. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, you use them for their utility, their tools. But again, I don't think everybody's mentally adept to look at it as tools. They look at it as a form of power. It's almost like it's, like when people go shopping, they buy all the name brand stuff. They buy that name brand stuff because they are mentally dissatisfied with themselves. So they hope in the materialistic things will make them feel better about themselves, whether it's a car, whether it's a piece of clothing, whether it's something else to make them feel better so they could post online and so they could feel better about themselves. And that, again, ties back to that mental health. And I don't mean to keep beating the mental health thing to death, but I just think that there's definitely something going on. And I think there could be jobs created in trying to combat what's happening to these people. I think a lot, you know, I know. In yeah, but what else? So they're going to have jobs created, right? Oh, but now you're going to have to go to school. Yeah. Get this degree now. There's but you can't afford. You're not going to be able to afford to go to school because now yeah. it's going to be an important job. So if it was a job that the, the training was 16000 now it's going to be 32000 because guess what? That's what the world needs. Yeah. You're going to put people in debt again. Yeah. See, no, I hear you. You, you understand Valid what I'm point. saying? No, I it's, hear what you're saying. And and, and that's the problem. It's, it's just like... It's always a catch-22. It's always a catch-22. and But I feel like there's dozens of people with psychology degrees that are working in pharmacies. <laughs> or they're working in places that they're not doing because they couldn't get a job as a full-time therapist. But I think there are people, you could create a new sort of line of jobs to be able to combat this. Because there's people, I think we also made mental health or seeing a psychiatrist or a therapist sort of like it's only for crazy people. Or it's only for, no, it's, you know what I mean? And it's not. But it's the thing, not that's, the it, it's, that's the stigma that it comes with, though. It's it's there to help people vent. That's yeah. what it's there for. They're therapists for therapists. They're yeah. therapists for parenting. They're therapists for everything. Because Agreed. people have a problem talking to f friends and family yeah. because they're going to be judged. They're afraid, yep. They're afraid they're of that judgment. And, they're afraid of that blowback. If, if they're going to be judged, guess what happens? They're going to be like, oh, my God. And you know, and we all know this, and there's not a person out there that can't say, that's going to tell me any different. You tell something personal to somebody that's in your family yep. or, or, or somebody that you really care about, everybody's going to know because one way or another, they're not going to be able to keep their mouth shut. So now you're the problem child. <laughs> they're, 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 it's just, it's going to leak. So you're it, better off paying, paying a therapist. Yeah. That at least a, a complete third party who's unbiased, yep. and who has a different opinion and will not judge you and will be able to just give you sound advice. Um, I'm all for it, man. And um, I just wish therapy was, you know, more readily available to people. I, Cause even during this pandemic, when people were stressed out of their mind, when they were confined to their homes, do you know how hard it was to find a therapist? No. It was like, because it was like, everybody wanted one. And they got all these apps that you could use to try to get somebody to, to connect with. But there's there's not an app to save you. Yeah, there's not an app. Like, but no, what I was saying, it, it would they, connect they, you. Like, right, that'll yeah. connect you. And I, and I know that the virtual yeah. doctors and I yeah, get yeah, that yeah. part. And I, and I totally understand that part. But let's, let's, let's be realistic. It needs to be face to face. It needs to be something that you it can does. actually sit and talk to a person. Because in front of a camera, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at the camera, right? I know this. I'm, no, I'm like I'm right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, you don't see what my legs are doing. You don't see the extra twitches that are going on. Yeah, that's what a therapist looks for. Yeah, yeah. The they're, body, the body movement. The, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. looking for for the emotion. They're looking for all those things. They can't see that through a camera unless the person's standing. Yeah. Now I'm a fidgety person. I can't sit still. Mm -hmm. They're gonna think I'm nuts. No, <laughs> they will think you nuts. They'll just say he's he's hyperactive. All right, because it's it's one of those things that you know it's just like 
They, but they need to be able to do it in person so they can actually get the full feel of a person. Not, I do not, agree with not that. Through, not through an app. I do. I do agree with that. I do think that in a, in person, um, you could get a better gauge of that person. I do think that people speak dif- differently in person than they do over the over the computer. I do think that something about the virtual it takes away the human effect of it. I think. Um, I do think that there's certain things synergies that happens when people are together. It's sort of like when we do the show. I don't know if we could do the show virtually. I don't think it would hit the same because there's social cues that mean you take from one another of when the next person speak and another other person goes in that we could do when we're in person where if I was virtual, we'd be talking over each other. It wouldn't make any sense. And, and that's because we were going to try that. Yeah, yeah, and, we were trying and, to attempt and, that. And we were going to try to attempt that, and it doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't it, work. It doesn't work. You know, it's like being, we got to be here. We got to yeah. be here. We got to do this. But the, the sad thing is that all this stuff's going to happen. Yep. All right. The, the, it's going to slowly wean out the media. It's going to be wash, yep. rinse, dry, repeat. And then we'll be talking the about time. the World Series. Yeah. Like, because it's, it's, it's the way it is. Because they're making money. Everybody's making money. My thing is, yeah, definitely. The NRA and all the other Lockhead and all the other you know gun manufacturers, they, they're not losing any sleep over this. And unfortunately... The sad part is I don't think, and I hate to be pessimistic because I'm always the most hopeful person, and I always think that change could always come. But I do think that there are too many lobbyists with invested interests, and I think on both sides of the aisle, whether you're Democrat or Republican, they both have their pockets filled with people who will never have this uh, regulated, never have these changes come in, and it's unfortunate. And I think it's only us as a people, we need to stop voting. (laughs) Like not, and I, I, I let me not say stop voting. What I'm saying is, we have to do more than voting. We have to do more. We need to vote the people that are in office for a hundred years out. We, yeah, I mean, they, we. I feel that's like that's what we need the to power do. Power is in the people to make change. It's not in any po- single politician. It's not in any specific party. It's in the people. The government's not gonna do it for us. We gotta do it for the government. You know, it's so funny. We're the United States of America, but it seems that. As the years go by, we become more and more divided. And I think it's because of our own different... And it's okay to have different ideologies in life, but I think we become more divided as a people. Everybody's just like, I'm out to just protect mine. or I'm out to just do for me. But if we were to try to say, all right, how can I bring my community together? How can I... First, start small. How do I bring my neighborhood together? How do I bring my community together? And then, how do I bring my city together? Okay, now that I brought my city together, how do I bring my another city how do I bring a state together? It's not going to happen. And grow. But unfortunately, and it's all like a singular focus. And you can invoke change. We've done it. We've seen people do it through protesting and so forth. We've seen people fight for change. But it's very difficult to manifest. And it's very difficult for, it's because whenever you deal with a large group of people, it's always hard. Like I, I, I'm going to slowly thought. try to get out of this. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can, we can move on. We got to move on. But I'm going to tell you the, the only solution for this. Is for the idiots to run for president. Idiots in 2024, vote for us, man. We're here we, to take over. We need to get rid of the Republican Party. Yo, we need to get rid of the East Coast, West Coast. East Coast, let's go. West Coast because it's the only way. It, that's, you know, I'm, it sounds Listen. sarcastic, no. but that's exactly what has to happen. Office, it, has to, it has to be a fully reformed. It has system. to be a completely different system. Because it doesn't work. Let's this overhaul does not it. work. It does not work. Let me tell you something. The, the, the country's so weird right now. You know, even if superheroes were real, they couldn't live in this world right now. They wouldn't want to live here. Yeah, they, like, think about it. Like, you go to work, you get shot by some supervillain, Superman takes your car, throws it at the villain. Now you don't know how to get to work. You're going to be mad at Superman the whole day. And now, he, <laughs> and, and now he's getting arrested for vandalism. 
you know and everybody gonna be like you know if no. or there's gonna be that one time where you're gonna be like I got stuck up at a convenience store and not a single hero came. You know, forget all these heroes. They ain't as good as they think they are. No, why would they? Yo, we would hate the Avengers. <laughs> Yo. Yo, we would hate Hulk. <laughs> Look, listen, uh, bo- bottom line, the there's street. a reason why the 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 the, the, Wait. The, the Martians and all that just passed by Earth. Wait, can you imagine? Hulk destroys the street and all we think about is, look at this big Baha pothole. How am I supposed to get past this? <laughs> all this money we're spending in the government. For these potholes and, and they don't fix this. Yeah, Hulk, he just go ahead and bounce out of this city. You don't forget him. Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> Yo, we it's would hate a... the superheroes. The superheroes cannot live here. It's 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 such. But you're right about the aliens, bro. They they the government's now finally pulling Admitting. the nail on it and talking about it. Yo, aliens are real. I am one thousand percent certain now. Like I've been doing. <laughs> I said Frankie a long behind video. I won't t- I won't share the name of the video. <laughs> no. Dealt with some aliens. <laughs> yeah. Th- so he's I'm one thousand percent sure there are aliens in the world. <laughs> so he sends me this video, right? So I'm like sitting it, and I call him up, and I'm on the road, and I'm like, listen, Rashawn, I'm trying to get through this. I'm I, trying my hardest. The host is terrible. And the host who just kept talking and cutting the other guy off, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, the host is talking to a scientist, but uh, but he wouldn't let him speak. Wouldn't let the scientist speak, but the scientist. By the name, look up the name Billy Clark Carson. Billy Carson, look up the name of Billy Carson. He is a a, a deep researcher, quantum physicist, scientist, um, and he he's founded some amazing discoveries in regards to alien life forms and his studies in space, his studies in astronomy, his studies like and and looking at old civilizations. Um, really, really brilliant mind. Um, he does a he's done a number of different interviews. Uh, he's a smart dude, super smart dude. But they didn't let him but, speak. But that host was terrible. But I sent the video and I said, Frankie, just try to get through the video. Uh, but it, it was great. It was great. I won't I won't promote the video though. No, it, it's, it's too trash and you got to tough it out. But yeah, no, I couldn't do it. I mean, like, I tried. <laughs> I, I got I you know I ended up skipping a bunch of stuff and then getting to when he was talking. But then when he got cut off again, yeah. it just stopped. Yeah, like, I can't. It doesn't function. Yeah, let me let me ask you something. I'm about to switch gears real quick. So a bunch of pictures came out, you know, because a bunch of kids are going to prom, mm-hmm. right? A bunch of kids are going to prom. LeBron's kid, uh, I think uh, Holly Robinson, Pete, remember her? Yeah, she, her kid and somebody else's kid. They all went to prom, right? And all they all have sons, and all the sons went with Caucasian dates, mm-hmm. and. Twitter had a field day because they're like, oh, my God, why is it every time every time it's a a rich black person, they always got to be with somebody white. And I want to address this. But before I do, let me get your thoughts first, Frankie. What are your thoughts on interracial relationships? Just in general, like what are your thoughts? Go ahead. Break it down. My thoughts. It doesn't bother me. Got you. Okay, it doesn't bother me at all. In fact, I had a person they wanted to actually come to the studio. And mm-hmm. talk about it. Oh yeah, so to come here to come here to to talk. You don't let anybody in your house. Yeah, I know, but this is one person <laughs> that I was actually going to let because okay, he's he's black. Okay, and his and his wife is white. Cool beans. So he has a problem. Every his friends go to him. Yo, you, you can't use the race card. Wait, what? What do you mean, like the race card? Like he, he can't, can't he can't use the race card because he's married to a white woman. Wait. He, w- his friends think he's no longer black just because he's in an interracial marriage. That's exactly that. Well, not then I say that he's not, that he's not black. Oh, but he can't speak to black issues. He, or he can't, can't. He said they said, well, you switched it up. <clears throat> so why do you 
How how can you do that when your wife is white and your kids are mixed and it's gonna put confusion in the house? Amazing. This so is... here's my question to you. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Hold on. Wow, we took a turn. <laughs> so as the world turns. <laughs> so Rashawn. Okay. You're black. I think so. Okay. <laughs> that's I what, don't think it's a secret. That's what the government has classified me. Okay. <laughs> Your wife is white. She's Jewish. Yes. Right? Jewish white. Jewish Who white. knew? Okay. <laughs> and you have, your, your kids are biracial. Correct. Okay. Okay. How do you feel? Do you think that you still have, you can use the race card? So the race card and like being able to speak to black matters and be able to uh, proclaim my blackness or so forth. And, and still because keep I'm the balance the, mm-hmm. at home. Okay. So, wow. There's going to be a lot to unpack here. So give me some time, guys. <laughs> Frankie, Frankie might want to marinate a little bit. <laughs> Go ahead. There's a lot to say here. Uh, wow. Okay. All right, guys. Let's let's just walk through this. Okay. Let me first address the 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 first thing. Interracial relationships. For starters, you so Frankie, you and your wife, you're you're both from Puerto Rico, right? Mhm. I understand totally of different ethnicities and cultures wanting to keep it in the culture. So there's pride in that. You want to carry on your traditions that you've, uh, your family and generations prior have built up and you want that legacy to continue. There's, there's a pride and not only that you're able, the person you're with is able to identify the things in your culture because it's shared is a shared space of what you guys both believe in and what you guys both understand is a language even like you know like you said both from puerto rico both of you speak spanish both of you guys know know the island both of you guys are familiar with the concepts and all of it so you guys have that that bond if uh my wife would have chose a jewish man they would have both went to temple they would have both uh had that shared partnership and have carried those traditions and so forth but do you know where that actually comes from that whole like keeping it in the family and keeping it all it you know what that actually stems from that ideology no i really don't I could be wrong, but from my research, it comes from the monarchy system. Because mm. if you remember with the kings and queens, in order to keep you pure blood, you had oh, to yeah. actually sleep with people in your family, Awkward. your cousins. Yeah. Awkward. Disgusting. Yeah. <clears throat> but that was the way. They felt like if you went outside of your family, you were no longer of pure blood. Right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that ideology and that concept has gone generations. Um, and almost in a way like... Asians stay with Asians, blacks stay with blacks, Latinos stay with Latinos. Right. Keep it segmented, right? And it was because, again, you have your community. You want to maintain that. Now, throughout the years, and again, interracial marriages, I think it's only been around for 70 years. So that means if you have somebody in your family who's over 70, it was illegal for black and whites to be together. And in Africa, it was even shorter than that. South Africa had a, apartheid. So I think it was until 15, 20 years ago that you could date or be married to someone of a different race. And I'm sorry I'm taking so long, but I want to keep unpacking this because I want to first, again, start off with the understanding. I understand why certain ethnicities and cultures and races stick to their own. <clears throat> I do think as you, so my I'm going to speak to my personal situation because I don't want to speak for everybody. My wife, um, she doesn't just identify me as the black man <laughs> in her life. She identifies me first as a man. Right. She identifies me first as a father. And she identifies me first as a husband. 
So this is how this is how she's identified me. And even when she first met me, it was always me as the person and me as the man rather than me as the black man. And I, I hate this. I know it sounds cliche. Certain people in life, they don't see color, not just because they're colorblind, Frankie. <laughs> I knew that's why you were about to say. See? <laughs> I knew you were going there. I mean, Frankie is the most, <laughs> he's the most uh, culturally correct person here. He sees everything black and white. There are no other colors. Everything's black and white to me. I can't stand I him. Love him. <laughs> no, he don't. He don't love me. I can't. This is a biracial show. Frankie, you're going to, you're going <laughs> to. Frankie, you're the yin to my yang. <laughs> you look at your hat. Frankie, stop. You're making me go off topic. I hate you're you. stupid. I can't. Yo, how, whenever we try to go serious. Yo. <laughs> oh, you stupid. Oh, my God. Why? Why are we like this? Okay, come on, focus. Recalibrate. Jesus. Mary and Joseph. I can't. Okay. I can't. All right, I'm trying to get it together. This is how you know this is improv because we're clowns. Um, oh my god. Okay. All right, I'm trying to get myself together here. Hi, this is a biracial. I don't show. even know. We're so binary. <laughs> Wait, stop! Stop! I identify myself as this one. He's that one. <laughs> thing one, thing two. Stop! <laughs> Yo, I'm never gonna get through this. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god, I can't! Bro, this is. No, <sighs> I cannot. Bro, you can't do this. I could have done this show with another Puerto Rican. <laughs> but I If you a wanted black to man. keep. I know. <laughs> Look at you. Interracial podcast. Well, I did it because I thought it felt oh right. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't see color. Am I, am I Bubba? <laughs> Are you Forrest? I, I, thought, I thought he was Puerto Rican. Forrest. <laughs> you said you thought I was Dominican. Forrest. <laughs> Yeah. Yo, can we try? Can we try? Can we try to get back on the rails? <laughs> so well. We were doing so good this whole show. Why? Man, I'm dying. Let's, let's try to let's let's try to get it together. All right. Well, let's take a minute. Do we need another moment of silence just to get us back? <laughs> Come on, focus. All right. Jesus, I don't even know where I left off. <laughs> blind. Oh, oh my God. All right. No, don't even say colorblind again. That, you started right. it. That's like a trigger word for us. We just go left. All right. All right, yeah, so my wife, she she doesn't see me as such. She sees me as just a man that she's with, right? And I think whenever these issues of whenever she's, we see like things in the news and we see things that are happening in the world that brings out the actual, I guess, cultural differences in our, in our country, um, she is quite aware of it. Like, she's very much aware of my different fears when a, a you know a police officer pulls me over versus when she gets pulled over um she's very much aware of our of our children because to the world like to in the communities black people might look at my kids like oh they mix but to the world my kids are black when we see right. barack obama as president he was black and white but no one identified him as oh he's a mixed president they said he's black right because if you even have inkling of black in you you were considered black in this country they don't care what your other mixes are they only know the final product <laughs> they just identify you as a certain way so my friends are aware that 
there are situations where I would be treated differently. My wife is aware of it. And they would not try to like hamper down my voice uh, just because I'm in an interracial relationship. There is this sort of ideology that, and this is, it stems back to the shooter, to Buffalo shooter I'm referring to. Mm -hmm. He thought of this whole, uh, what is it? Replacement theory of ethnic replacement theory where the white population is dying off because there are too many interracial relationships occurring that is causing a detriment to the white race and that's why he felt compelled to do what he did at that Buffalo shooting. My thing is, I think we as a society, um, we should be celebrating our differences, understanding our differences, but not uh, feeling that because you are living a certain life or you're in a certain particular relationship status that you do not have a voice to speak on these matters that still impact you. George Floyd impacted me. Mike Brown impacted me. You know, these things impacted me because I saw them and what they went through and it impacted my wife. So I think we need to just get away from just looking at just race and again, still looking at people as people. And then I think once we start doing that, we can start identifying why certain different groups of people are being treated differently than others. And I think that is a problem with here in America. We do not we know it's like that is the bigger elephant in the room than mental health. We right. racism. We like to pretend that it doesn't exist because to a, a person who's a non-racist, you would think racism don't exist because it sounds so stupid. It sounds so stupid when you think about it. Right. I'm I'm literally we all bleed red, but I'm a judge's person because of what they look like, uh, because of what they are. Like it's the dumbest thing in the world. When you go to like I said before, when you go to Jamaica, there are the Asians, there are whites. There are blacks. There's all kinds of people. You go up to any one of them. They don't say, I'm Asian Jamaican. They say, I'm Jamaican. You go up to a white person, I'm Jamaican. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they do not say, I'm this or that, because they consider themselves as one people. Here in America, we don't identify ourselves as one people. And we make it a habit of treating certain people differently than others. And whether you're in an interracial, and honestly, if you're in an interracial relationship, I feel like the criticism is even worse. Because believe it or not, you have sort of the black communities, some of them, I won't say all of them, but a large amount of them looking at the black guy as a sellout. You have the sort of white community looking at that interracial relationship as mm, like she could have did better or she would a criminal or she uh, she's tainted. Right. They say she's tainted. You know, some people would say she's tainted because she's in an interracial relationship. And I'm not just saying with black, but with Spanish, too. And it just it just it sucks. Um, but this is how things are in this country. I don't I don't know when it will get better than this. I don't know when people will see beyond color. Um, but uh, and I don't know if I have all the answers. Yeah, well, but Relentless went on here and goes, that's it. It's not it's not race or ethnicity. It's about the cultural differences. Yeah. But the thing is. I feel like by you depriving yourself of those relationships, you're depriving yourself of learning those cultural differences. Sure. Again, I was me. I never imagined in my life growing up, I was going to end up with a white Jewish woman. That just was not in the car to me. I grew up in a Baptist. <laughs> I grew up in a Baptist church. If you've ever been to a Baptist church with black people singing and praising, mm -hmm. it's a lot different than going to temple. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know what? It's now not, that I've been exposed it's not, it's to not it, it's not as quiet. 
No. <laughs> <laughs> but now that I've been exposed to it, it has opened my mind up to other ways of worship. It has opened my mind up to other ways to have a relationship with your your your, your spirituality. So, so how is it? Do you have? I'm asking because I don't. Yeah, go ahead. I, I don't. I, and I really don't know. Have you ever had anybody come up to you and just tell you like, you, you don't, you can't answer that? I've never had anybody tell me that. Have you ever had anybody say, how, how would you know because you didn't marry a black woman? Yeah, I've never had anybody tell me that. But I do, I do think that I do. I've seen it though. Okay. I have seen it. I do see it like with people in these interracial relationships where they feel like because you're not in a unified black black love, mm -hmm. they say because you're not in this type of relationship, you can't speak on the black experience or what we're going through because you're Carlton. <laughs> so, okay, so you're I Carlton Banks. You're the sellout. You're out here. You're not going through what we're going through when really we are. So here, here's my question. Mm hmm. Man, you're the interview. You're being interviewed now. I think uh, I'm being interviewed. Oh, this is so, great. I don't know how well I'm being interviewed because we just laugh for 15 minutes. But <laughs> that was your fault. Um, so how do you explain this to your kids as they're growing up? Because you know they they there's two different worlds. Absolutely. That they're actually they're they're combining. Yeah. So when when you go to talk to them yeah. about it, um, like you obviously have your point of view about mm -hmm. how black pride and all this mm -hmm. and all that, and then she has her point of views of. Of of the of, mm -hmm. of the Jewish faith and yeah yeah and and bringing those two worlds how 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 do you guys balance that with the kids? It's so funny. We we honestly do it naturally by respecting both of our cultural differences. So we celebrate both Hanukkah and Christmas. I celebrate both Passover and Easter. I celebrate Yom Kippur. We know that we know the uh, the Yiddish prayer. We we do it. We do it. And even my father in law, he's Catholic. My father in law is Catholic, and and my mother in law is Jewish. Oh, okay. So. We celebrate both Christianity and we celebrate Judaism. So we find by respecting it, both of our cultures is how we embrace it. You know what I'm saying? And I think for my kids, it's second nature. Like they don't see it as a difference. They, they know no difference. They know no difference. They only see it as, okay, all right, it's time for us to do Hanukkah. It's time for us to light the, they can't wait to light the menorah. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So, so who makes the better mac and cheese? <laughs> Well, <laughs> listen, 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 listen. There's certain talents <laughs> on both sides of the family. <laughs> we know what they are, <laughs> but no. In all seriousness, like, I think um, it, it's just and then and I and that was another thing. Like as my daughter's getting older now, she's getting more awareness, and she's getting more. Uh, she wants to be more educated about the plight of black shows. She wants to be more educated about the Black Panther Party, and I am open and I share all that stuff with her. I share everything that I. Because I grew up in a black militant house. Right. My stepfather was a militant. I was reading like books on Frederick Douglass and books on um, revolutionaries when I was uh, Sojourner the Truth when I was like in sixth grade. Like he he had me wear the, you know, the, the kente cloth. I had yeah. the kente cloth and I had the little hat that was like a box that was sitting on my head. Like my stepfather was all out. Like he was just like a militant. He was black pride. He's in Africa now. He lives in Africa. Oh. Like, he's like full, <laughs> like. No holes, job. He blacker than black. So, long story short, I grew up in that household, so I have the knowledge to pass on to my children and let them embrace it and embrace the culture. What I tell them to do is embrace the culture, love the culture, know that you are of the culture, but and pass it on. But know that you are also a part of this Jewish culture as well, and you should spend just as much time and attention and love into that culture just as much you did in this one.
celebrate both sides. Okay. Well, we got to hear. I, th- I think it's one of your kids. It's like grandma. Oh, grandma. No, that, oh, that's my wife. She said grandma with the mac and cheese. Yeah. yeah no one. No one's beating my grandma with the mac and cheese. She's she's the goat. Okay. She's the goat. <laughs> I had to ask. I had to ask. It, it, it can be well, controversial. She, she even knows. She says I'll never compete. Like I, we trying to get the recipe. My grandmother's. She got the hands touched by God. I don't know, man. That's <laughs> no, no, I, I had to ask. You know, no, no, you great know, question, if, man. Great question. I, and, and the reason why, you know, like it's been asked, and yeah. um, when we post the show, I'll let I'll, I'll, I'll let the guy know. Yeah, man, and I, and I, he'll I'm, listen to it. I'm really sorry that his friends are coming at him like that, though. Like, yeah, they I, do. If they're your friends, they should not be com- They should never be judging you based on who you with. I feel like women, your wives and your children are off limits. That's why I told you. Like I started the show. You can't Everybody's do that. in court. You're always on the stand. Yo, and understand this. People are going to challenge you. You put me on the stand and you disrespect who I am as a person because of who my children are and because of who my wife is, then guess what? Me and you don't need to converse anymore. Like, and that's another thing. My friends, they respect who I am. Like, regardless of who I'm with, they know what it is. Like, they they know, like, in fact, a lot of them come to me and say, Rashawn, what are your thoughts on Juneteenth? What, what are your thoughts on, you know, this particular situation? What are your thoughts on this black situation? Like, and, you know, not like I'm, I'm the token black guy to, to answer all the inquiries, but they are intrigued by this, knowing my opinion or thoughts on certain things from my perspective. And, uh, again, my perspective may not always be 1,000% correct, but I'll give you my feelings towards it and, let, you know, you take it as you wish. <clears throat> no, I got you. But, yeah, man, solid question, man. Dude, man, I did not know we was going to go to that. Yeah. Yo, this has been an amazing podcast. I hope you guys are enjoying this. <laughs> So you, you, and I hope you, I answered that. You, 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 I, I think. Well, we'll find out. But I think you did. I think uh, you, you touched uh, all the key points. Yeah. I hope. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll find. I'll find oh, out. And one more thing: if his friends give him any static about like him telling like wife and kids off limits, listen here, man. There's an old saying, man. The only people who get upset when you set boundaries in your life are the people who benefit from you not having them. So if they get off. Facts. If they if they get joy out of your situation saying, oh, you ain't black and this is their way of feeling their self-esteem because they don't think that you have a worthy enough voice or a bigger voice than theirs because of your relationship. Guess what? That's their problem, not yours. So once you draw that line in the sand and they know that they can't mess with you in that area, then they need to just they need to respect it. No, I'm not wrong with that. So I agree. So listen, man. Yeah, man. I don't even know how long we've been recording. I gotta take my daughter to work. Okay, well, listen. I'm so happy she's uh, working. We uh... <laughs> shout out to Adam and Chris again, man. I hope y'all enjoyed Dave Chappelle. No, so <laughs> you know it's a holiday weekend, and we want to be sure that people understand the reason why Memorial Day. Yes, uh, Memorial Day is obviously you know it's for us to recognize those that you know that that were lost in in battle uh, mm-hmm. to protect our freedom. Yes. So um, our show today, we are going to end it a little different. Uh, we started the show a specific way, yeah. honoring those that um, that we lost in Texas, Buffalo, and, and every one of those school shootings. And we're going to mm-hmm. end the show uh, with honoring our military and all those that, that we've lost throughout the years. <clears throat> so, Rashawn, you can go ahead and start your rant with uh, let everybody know how to, they can reach us so I can switch over and go, go to the other side. Yes, yes. So, uh, once again, guys, you guys know how to reach us. We're pretty much, I think we covered a lot of different topics on this podcast. Again, if you're a new listener, this might have seemed a little bit like, wait, I thought these guys were doing comedy. We did have some comedy in there, and I'm proud of us for being able to make light. Uh, because this has been uh, the past two weeks have been difficult for both Frankie and I both um, in our personal lives and work lives. Like there's been a lot going on, but um, <clears throat> we're thankful that we was able to come together and do this show once again. 
Uh, you guys know how to f- uh, follow us. Please follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us um, on Spotify. Follow us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Stitcher, uh, Google Cast. I mean, we're everywhere, guys. You guys know how to reach us. Tune in every week. We try to post a new episode every week. We thank you guys so much for your support and your love. Uh, we appreciate every single one of you listeners. Thank you for every one of you that have been passing on the show to friends, family. Uh, we hope that they enjoy this show as well. And again, um, please continue to support the show. We'll be back again next week. And we just want to once again honor all the soldiers that we have lost who have died in the fight uh, to protect our country so we could have these rights that we have. So whether if you love your guns and you love your freedom of speech and you love all the things that you have in this beautiful country, you know, this is the weekend to remember those who, who died for that. Um, and we, we want to definitely thank them for their service um, and thank those who are still with us um, who have lost brothers and sisters in the fight uh, for our freedom. So we thank you. And uh, with that being said, Frankie, let's go ahead and get out of here. Life lessons with idiots. Till next time. Goodbye. Peace. 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 Solid show, brother. Oh man, we were all over the place. Yeah, that's a powerful song, man. Yeah. Ah, good stuff, brother. Yeah, definitely. Oh man, my back is so messed up. Yeah, sitting in that chair didn't help. Oh god. Oh man, what a week, man. Oh. man. Yo, we had on some serious topics, man. Was not expect. I mean, I was. Kind of expected because we we both knew the tone coming in here, man. Yeah. There's no way we can make light of everything that has happened the past few weeks, but I think we. But we. We did okay. We couldn't ignore it. Yeah, man. We couldn't and that's the it. that's the most important thing. We couldn't I mean, ignore it. And the people know. I'm sure they went through it too. Hopefully, we brought some laughter this this week, man. Well, yeah. Well, I I have a biracial show. <laughs> you got a what? A biracial. A biracial show. show. <laughs> Yo, I cannot. Yeah, that shit was funny. Uh, they get about my podcast, it don't matter if you're black or white.